are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it Locked On Wildcats. This is where you want to keep it right now. And you know what? I don't think that I ever thought that we would be here at this point, but Arizona has a new coach. It was first reported by Jeff Goodman. I think Jason Shear, who is co-hosting with me, probably had an idea about this as well. And Arizona has hired their new coach. It is one Mr. Tommy Lloyd. Now, before I get into what I think, Shear, what do you think about this? Jason Shear, by the way, making his uh, Locked on Wildcats debut <laughs> after being cool guy for about the longest time ever. I'm so honored to be here today. Um, I think with Lloyd, like when you look at the candidates that were being mentioned, I, I think he is the best hire. Uh, there's questions about it. He's an assistant, never been a head coach, but you know they're they're taking the top assistant in the West, basically, um, and and they're making him head coach. And it, he knows the lay of the land and recruiting and all that international flavor. So there's some questions to it. Um, but the, the the potential for it to be a home run is uh, is definitely there. I think when you take a look at the other guys, they had some clear marks against them, and I'm not sure Lloyd necessarily has that. And to me, Sheer, they, this is almost kind of a good thing that you don't know exactly what kind of coach he is because some of the other guys, like you said, I mean, you know they're out there, but they're kind of stale candidates. I love Damon. Damon was probably my favorite candidate or my favorite player at the U of A, but... I don't know that what he's done at Pacific quite moves the needle, although I do think that it's been impressive what he's done. With Lloyd, I think Lloyd has the highest upside out of this entire group because he's recruited internationally incredibly well. You look at it, he's recruited guys like Demonis Sabonis, uh, kinds of guys from all over the country, Elias Harris, players like that that are in the NBA, Rui Hachimura, that are fixtures, and I don't see that really becoming an issue or being able to draw away during his time at Arizona. As a matter of fact, I think that he's going to be able to continue to build on that. Yeah, I mean, it's like you said. Like I, I've known Damon for years, great player and all that, but it is very difficult to hire a coach with a losing record. And I know it's specific, and that's not putting everything into perspective, but um, he, he, to me, he was probably second, like Josh Pastner, another great guy, but you don't want to hire Josh Pastner. It, it's just, it, it's not going to work out for Arizona um, right from the start. It would have been looked down upon. But uh, the thing with Lloyd is like you mentioned, like Arizona's best players on the team, um, the majority of them, I mean, Tubelis and, and Chris, uh, international players, like that's the route Arizona had to take. And Lloyd has major connections and, it's going to take some time to, to kind of rebuild things and get over the sanctions, whatever they may be. And one of the easiest ways to do that is to probably go international where, you know, frankly, those kids don't care about the sanctions and any of that. And um, he's got relationships with high school coaches domestically. It's not like he's starting from scratch. And I like the fact almost that he's an assistant because kind of what you mentioned, like I can't, I can point to Damon's record. I can paint to point to Pastner's record. I can't point to Tommy Lloyd's record. And I think a part of that actually makes it more exciting. Like, okay, they hired, there's no better assistant in the West that was ready to become head coach. It's not fake when we say, you know, he's turned down multiple jobs before. Were they on the level of Arizona? No, but Arizona was good enough to get him. And now kind of let's, let's see what he can do with it. I'm also a fan too, of just kind of watching people 
and just kind of seeing what their overall demeanor is. And when I watch Tommy Lloyd, and again, it's from an assistant perspective. I totally get that. But he looks like somebody that isn't basically just there that's getting Mark Few's coffee. I believe Mark Few when he says that Tommy Lloyd was 100% involved in the game plans. He leaned on Tommy Lloyd. As a matter of fact, and we'll get to in the second segment about kind of the players that he would be bringing in, he talked about, well, you know, we wanted to find a niche here at Gonzaga. And that niche was going to be overseas recruiting. And he has done that to a T. And I think that it's been able to build on it as well, Sheer, because, excuse me, you have a team now that is loaded not only with five-star domestic kids, but you're going to be sprinkling in some of the best European players. And again, if you can do it at Gonzaga, which has been the premier program on the West Coast for probably the last five, six, seven years, there is no reason that you can't do it at a school like Arizona, in my opinion. Yeah, and and you know that that's the thing. Like you, he recruited to Gonzaga, and what's interesting about Gonzaga is it started off, you know, the international school. Well, now they're getting Chet Holmgren, <laughs> they're they're getting Hunter Salas, they're they're bringing in five star domestic players. I mean, he's adapted, and it, it's not like he just goes to Italy or Croatia or whatever and recruits there, and that's Gonzaga's team. Um, they have transfers that they've been successful with. So it, it, one of the most unique things about Lloyd is um, that you take a look at Sean Miller, for instance. We very rarely talk about Sean Miller's assistants. I'm not saying they're not good, but like I know who their assistants are. You know, Danny Peters, Jack Murphy's, Jason Terry. But you're not seeing any stories written about their rise. Um, you know, North Carolina, we knew it was Hubert Davis, et cetera. And, and you go around the country, um, you you know, you take a look at some of the better schools in the country, you probably can't name their assistants. You talked about Gonzaga. Most people can name Tommy Lloyd because this is a guy where he's gotten features as if he was the head coach. And, you know, it, I don't want to take anything away from Mark Few. Obviously, Mark Few is great. But a lot of people say that Tommy Lloyd is kind of the, you know, the engine to that, like the with the recruiting, with practices, et cetera. And that's also one of the storylines. I'm really curious to see how Gonzaga does without Tommy Lloyd, because anytime you talk about Gonzaga and the key to their success, Tommy's name is coming up. And what I find incredibly intriguing about this entire demeanor too, is that like you said, he's been out here on the West coast. It's not like you're getting a guy that's from New York city that, you know what? Sure. I've got a, I've got a pipeline in from, you know, back in the day, like Christ the King or Archbishop Malloy. I know those are dated examples, but this is a guy that they have been recruiting on the West Coast. Now, when you look at it, a lot of the kids that they've gotten have been from the Northwest. You know, Nigel Williams-Goss is a transfer, uh, Corey Kispert, players like that. So it's he's already kind of got a footprint and he's got tentacles out here. So I don't know that there's anything you look at and wonder, man, is this really going to work here at Arizona? Because I think the template will remain pretty much the same there, Sheer. Yeah, I mean, in, in college basketball, it's, it's a lot different than college football. You have such a big staff. In college basketball, staff is extremely important. But I think Tommy is, is smart enough to say, okay, you know, we need to be strong, you know, here, here, and here. And he's going to make the right hires in that regard. And you take a look at some of the players, you know, Dylan Anderson, for instance, one of the top players in the country in his class, uh, Arizona has been recruiting him. Well, Gonzaga has been recruiting him too. And so all the difference is, is Tommy is now recruiting him to Arizona instead of Gonzaga and nothing changes. I mean, the pitch probably changes, but at the end of the day, the relationships are still there. And like you mentioned, you know, let's say Arizona goes and, and hired a, a coach from New York or an NBA guy. 
those relationships aren't there. And that's a thing in college basketball. And Sean Miller did a great job when he first started out of recruiting well, but a lot of that was also his coaching staff and just his pure ability to go out and recruit, which is where Lloyd comes in. I mean, he's, he's obviously a good recruiter. He's going to hire a solid staff, but the connections are already there. AU coaches already know who he is. High school coaches already know who he is. And so you're not starting from scratch and, and he's going to hit the ground running recruiting. And um, there's really not going to be much of a transition there. My guy, Jason Shearer has always been in the lookout for a new car. He's either got a van. He's got always something really cool. And you know where he gets all of that from? He gets that from rock auto because you know who keyed him into rock auto? Yours truly, Mike Luke. The great thing about it is Shearer who is the ultimate insider. You're going to want to get on Wildcat Authority. You're going to want to follow him on Twitter at Jason Shear. He wants Twitter followers. He had some unfortunate uh, shenanigans happen to him. But Jason Shear and his lovely wife, Shelby, are able to get the parts they want at rockauto.com because it is easy to navigate, even for people that aren't necessarily the most technologically sufficient people in the world. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. Joined by my boss at Wildcat Authority, Jason Shear, a guy who it's good to know because you know what? Jason's got an idea about where things are headed generally before the average person does. And that's why I kind of keep him in my back pocket. But we're going to talk in this segment, too, about the great question that everybody is really asking at this point. And that question is, how are you going to be able to keep this roster together? Now, you already see that Kirk Reese has tweeted out that he's not exactly thrilled with this. But I'm always of the impression, Sheer, that when you hire a coach, they are always going to give the coach, being the players, they're going to give him an opportunity to win them over. So if you think that, you know, Ben Matherin's leaving because he took down his Arizona stuff on Instagram or whatever the case may be, that could very well be true. But I also wouldn't totally put it past that a guy like Tommy Lloyd would be able to lure some of these guys back, especially with some of his recruiting connections vis-a-vis an Azulis Tabellas or a Kirk Risa. Yeah, they're going to listen. And look, at the end of the day, some of these kids are going to transfer. They came to Arizona to play for Sean Miller and the assistant coaches, and they're not there anymore. Um, you know, he's probably going to keep Murph. I don't know about the, the others, but the head coach has changed. And that's who their relationship is with. And it's going to happen. It's not a sign of anything. Uh, you know, you take a look at any hire. I mean, North Carolina hired a, an assistant coach that was already on the roster and lost Walker Kessler. It, it, it's going to happen. But I, I would think that the players are going to give Lloyd an opportunity. Uh, he already Zoomed with the team on, on Wednesday afternoon, right after they announced it. Um, Kirk Risa, you mentioned, is in the transfer portal. Well, Literally, one of his best friends is on Gonzaga, was recruited by Lloyd and loves him. So I'm sure Chris has listened to his friend, but he probably wants and says, look, I came here to play for Sean Miller. You need to re-recruit me. And if your message and your pitch is good, I'm going to stay at Arizona. Um, and so there's going to be players like that. Dale and Terry could enter the portal. Uh, I could see Ben Mathurin going to the NBA even. Uh, you know, is it definite? No, because it, what Tommy Lloyd has to do now is sit these guys down and say, okay, this is how you fit into my offense. This is what's going to happen if you stay with me a year. And if they listen to that pitch, if they still don't like it, 
they're going to transfer, but it's not going to be because of a lack of effort from Tommy Lloyd. Yeah, and the great Brian Jeffries was on uh, earlier, and I thought he made an interesting point when he talked about the Arizona roster, and he was asked about, you know, well, are the expectations going to be low? And he said, no, quite frankly. He said, if this team returns everybody, he said, this is actually a good situation that Tommy Lloyd is coming into because he's got a roster that isn't void of talent. I mean, you think about it. When Sean Miller took over at Arizona – there wasn't much talent there, and he had to go kind of get lucky with these USC kids, a Derek Williams, a Solomon Hill, a Momo Jones. This isn't really that uh, same type of situation because if you can keep this roster intact, Jason, this is clearly an NCAA tournament team at the very least. Yeah, it's an interesting situation because he's he's coming into Arizona, and if he retains most of the roster, he's going to have a good team. In a, in a way that's almost a curse <laughs> because when those guys leave, you're going to be like, you're going to be pulled to that first season. Like it's almost a Mike Hopkins deal where right. like, I don't think Mike Hopkins is a very good coach, but he was pretty good. He won coach of the year, two years in a row. And I don't think he's that coach, but you take over for teams, there's talent, et cetera. You do well. And now everything's compared to your first two seasons. The good thing is, you know, if he has success, he could also say, look, we're, we're Arizona. Like, we're going to be back in a matter of time. People believe it. Recruiting, it's great. And so I don't think Arizona is going to be void of talent. And let's be honest, the transfer portal changes everything. I mean, these guys could transfer and get in the portal, but that just means that there's other guys that, you know, are going to be, become available, and, and Tommy Lloyd is going to have a chance to land them. And they missed out on some guys, but, look, there's 1,200 guys still in the transfer portal. So recruiting is different and keeping the team is different. And the potential, let's say he he keeps most of the guys and adds a couple guys here and there, there's no reason why Arizona can't be a, a top three team in the conference next season. And so that adds pressure, but uh, it, it's just it's a possibility of um, the team just being good, like legitimately good in, in Lloyd's first season, and that's got to mean something. In a, in a very weird way, this is almost his first recruiting endeavor being able to see, all right, can I keep these players here? And we think back to, you know, when Sean Miller was hired and his first call was to Nick Wise. And I think that that's basically going to be the same template that Tommy Lloyd is going to follow here because, I mean, he's smart enough. He's watched Arizona basketball. He knows that there's three guys that you really need to keep. You need to try to keep a Ginjo. You need to try to keep a Julius Tabellis. And you need to try to keep Ben Matherin. And then you kind of work backwards from there. All right, Jason, another reason that I had you on is because you're uber-connected, obviously, in the recruiting world. And what are some names that we, as Arizona fans, should be looking at and names that a guy like Tommy Lloyd is either going to reach out right now to or a future class down the road? What can we start looking at? There's two guys, I think, right away. Let's just focus on right away. It's uh, I mentioned him at Euler earlier, Dylan Anderson. Um, who's Dylan guy, Anderson uh, one of the top players in the country Phoenix guy and, and you know might as well get into it he's most likely unless something kind of goes awry uh, Tommy Lloyd's going to hire TJ Benson to be in kind of a front office role and TJ Benson has Phoenix connections big Phoenix connections was on the staff at Grand Canyon from Arizona all that so they're going to be able to recruit the Phoenix area the prep schools um, schools like that and Dylan Anderson 2022 kid from Gilbert top 50 player uh, in, you know, seven footer, one of the top players in the country. They have a connection to them. I, I might even say Arizona leads already because of that connection. And then Ty Ty Washington, who's in this class, uh, one of the best point guards in the country, was committed to Creighton, decommitted, 
Now he's got offers from just about everyone. Uh, he's dropping the top five this weekend. I, I think Arizona will make that top five and, and have a, a legitimate shot. So that's one guy in both classes. And look, if, if he goes out, it kind of goes to what we were saying before. You know, if he loses a couple guys, but he replaces, you know, let's say Akinjo goes to the portal and he replaces it with Tai Tai. Yeah, Akinjo is better than Tai Tai, but you still have one of the best, you know, point guards in the country on your roster. And, and that's just Arizona. That's relationships and basketball more than football because football, you're, you're landing, you know, 30 guys a class basketball it's all about relationships au and all that and, and who you hire coaches that's why you see coaches hiring assistant coaches just to get one recruit and uh, i think lloyd's already with benson made a hire that's going to kind of let them get into the the prep schools in the scottsdale dream city christian for instance is, is one you should look up that's got a lot of talent so they're going to be fine but uh, if you were asking me to pick two, it, it would probably be Anderson and uh, and Ty Ty. Now, the thing that I'm going to find fascinating because I've seen Ty Ty play quite a bit is that he is an emotional player. He's a guy that has the ball in his hands. I mean, I guess it could work, but I would think that it would be kind of odd to have him and Akinjo on the court at the same time because I think both of their skills don't necessarily play off of each other. As a matter of fact, I think they kind of replicate each other. Yeah, I don't think you can have them together, to be blunt. But and, and, and that's and it's a tough decision for Lloyd because let's say Akinjo doesn't announce what he's doing until the last minute, but Ty Ty wants to commit next week. Well, what do you do? Right. I mean, if if you're if you're Lloyd and Ty Ty is a guy that you know fits in your offense and that you want, it's pretty difficult to say no. And that could be one of his first decisions. But like you mentioned, that it, it's really difficult. They're pretty similar guys in um, attitude wise, I, I think they probably clash, which isn't a bad thing. It's just, it, it happens, but, uh, it's difficult for me to see both of those guys on the court together at the same time. All right, Jason, before we let you leave, and I know you've been big time in us in the past, but now that you've <laughs> made your debut, we expect you to be a regular on here. Let's talk about the one recruiting elephant in the room. And that is Mr. Fanbo Zhang out of Florida. Oh, geez. All right. Fanbo Zhang is a guy that I've been watching for quite a while, a uh, six foot 10, can do a little bit of everything, certainly has an NBA-type potential. He's committed to Gonzaga right now. Tommy Lloyd was his main recruiter. What should Arizona fans be looking at when they're thinking about Mr. Fanbo Zhang? An international kid, so his relationship is with Tommy Lloyd. He's still committed until he's not, but I'm sure the kid's going to think twice about it. Um, and then it's a matter of, you know, is, is Tommy Lloyd going to want to recruit a kid, you know, from Gonzaga? And, and it's it's might not be a, a great look, but he's one of the top 50 players in the country. I mean, he's versatile. He's, he's a guy that fits in, obviously, with Gonzaga's offense. And he's the type of kid, especially if he reclassifies to 21. Um, he's definitely a guy where if you're Lloyd and you can get him, you're, you're going to go get him. He's a, he's a no-brainer type recruit. He's the kind of guy that would actually come in here and you wouldn't have to sit for a year or two. You look at, you watch some of his you watch some of his video and you immediately understand that this is a guy that's going to be able to play. And, and he has play the fan support from you, like he, the stability, the the fan support will be there because you'll have his back. Well, and think about it this way too. Does anything sell itself like fanbos fanboys? <laughs> uh, can we copyright that when the show's over? We've already copyrighted that. Yeah, you got to be careful. Yeah. And you know what? If you want to actually get in on some odds for Arizona next year, you should check out betonline.ag. But for Jason Shear, I'm Mike Luke. Jason, really appreciate your insight, and we'll be talking to you soon, my man. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks again.